Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Well, if you do not know what Foxfire means, but yet you clicked on this podcast, you're in good company and you are in for a treat today. We are here to tell stories from Appalachia that were all originated and inspired by an English teacher with a vision. So with that, I'll meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Okay, so I'm just going to jump in with a little story before we get into our topic, because I still have the giggles from just (laughs) leaving the beauty shop. Do people still call it the beauty shop? No. The salon. (laughs) That's why I'm already laughing, because you just said that. Okay, so... What white and silver haired, blue haired people say beauty shop. Women that are getting their hair set are at the beauty shop. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of want to. Salon. I want to revisit beauty shops in the future. I know we did an episode on it, but I still think there's more. I don't know if we need to go live and like. We need to go into small town beauty shops and just hang out. But wouldn't that be great if we were like, we're live at Curl Up and Die in Mobile, (laughs) Alabama. You know, whatever. Okay. So I, you know you can't help but listen to people around you when you're sitting in the chair. Absolutely. And so my girl and myself, we weren't in the middle of a conversation. And so it was just kind of quiet. And so the lady comes in, um, she's probably in her sixties. Okay. Um, looked really nice already. I mean, she's walking Put together. in. She's, yeah. She w- was walking in for her appointment. And she already looked nice. I thought, um, so she sits down and the girls, you know, just kind of, talking to her about okay what are we doing today today? she cuts her off it's like so rude what's the wi-fi password oh and the girl's like i don't know i just started here two weeks ago so i'm not sure oh where were you two weeks ago um i was in school you were in school two weeks ago i mean like i watched this woman like melt down that like here she is I don't know how she got booked with this girl, but she was so two weeks ago. You were in school, so I'm in your first two weeks of cutting hair. Exactly. And, um, oh man! But it was, you know, so they got had a rough start. But it was actually sweet because towards the end, I heard her complimenting how she was styling her hair and okay, telling her what a good job so she was doing. Well. Teasing, she said, "You're a good teaser." Uh-uh. She was teasing it up so much it looked like Cindy Lou Who in like the more recent. Grinch oh story. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Because it has to be, be like that before you yes. drop it down. And she said, you're a good teaser. And I looked up and I'm sure my eyes got wide because, I mean, it was so big. 
And she said, yeah, it's, you know, it can always get calmed down. But you, I, when I walk out of here, that's all I've got or something like that. How so, funny. Anyway, it just kind of cracked me up. That, well, that's, know. there is something fun about when you can hear the other buzz conversations that are happening. Yes. You know, so the place that I go, um, there's only two of them in the room. Okay. And so sometimes that other person isn't cutting hair at the same time. Oh, okay. So it's literally just the two of us. Got and it. I miss that buzz when that yeah. happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you're, you know, I mean, you can always just, I guess, get on your phone. But you are kind of just like, so, No, hi. I don't even have my phone You out. know? Like, I'm just, yeah. Here we are trying to make conversation. <laughs> I'm like, wash my hair longer. It feels so good. I know, <laughs> right? Right? Anyway. Well, I just had that fresh on my mind, so I wanted the beauty shop. to tell you. I love it. They pressed through and made it. So I think that girl's off to a great start, actually. Good. Well, we have an interesting topic today. I think so. Like, what in the world is Foxfire? I'm sure you're asking. That's what I was asking when Lainey proposed this topic when we sat down and um, put our calendar together earlier this year. And I didn't know what it was. And yeah. you just sort of stumbled upon it. So a- I saw a book... Um, I came across a book title that was um, Foxfire Book of Appalachian Cookery. And I'm like, what is that? That sounds fascinating. Yeah. So that's what you were like, what's that? So then in looking what up what that was, yeah. I came across this unbelievable series of yes. books that a lot of people know about. A lot of people know about. In fact, you're, if you're listening and maybe you even saw Lainey kind of teased a little bit on some socials ahead of time of this episode, people were reminiscing already. Oh, oh my gosh, I, I have my Fox grandfather's Foxfire books or... Yeah, so some of you guys already know way more than we do, that are, and that's, I'm sure, the case on each week's on topic, but... In an essence, let me try and describe it as best I can, because Foxfire is a bit hard to describe in what we're talking about today. Are you describing the word, what that word means, or just what they do? What they do. Their mission. So they're a nonprofit. They are dedicated to the preservation and documentation of Southern Appalachian culture, and they've been doing this for over 50 years now. They started, Foxfire started in a high school classroom in 1966, When an English teacher decided that they were going to have students go out and talk to neighbors and elders to find out what their lives were like when they were growing up in this area of northeast Georgia. So the project really did a great job at bridging the gap of generations. Love that. And the stories were then published in a magazine in 1967. Well, the magazine took off in popularity. Yeah. And it was interesting when I, when I thought about sort of their mission of, you know, preservation and documentation of culture, I noticed that they're also very much proponents of not just looking back, but really trying to tie it into what this means to today. Yeah. So it's more than just like a museum of knowledge, if you will, or a history book. Yeah. It's... It's like true a true cultural dive into really like what does this mean for today? So I kind of thought that it was similar to our mission. Honestly, I thought that a hundred percent, Laura Beth. Um, there was actually some words that they had on somewhere on their website that I thought God, this sounds like us. It said Foxfire building community, bridging generations, 
constructed from blood, sweat, and tears, swapping stories, changing how we teach, strengthening family, and more affairs of living with purpose. Love it. And I'm like, that's a lot of what we want to do. Or that's our goal, whether or not we're doing it. And the people that are involved live in this region. So it's not that they're, it's an outsider's perspective or view of what's happening here in this Appalachian region. It's the people themselves learning about their own history and culture. And so I thought, well, that's kind of how we try and remain curious yeah about our own region where we do not know it all we do not pretend to know it all <laughs> not but we're stretch. curious enough and we have enough love for the area to dive in and to just kind of share if we do have some story that pertains then we're happy to share that but we're lifelong learners as well and so I just thought it was cool because you know here these young people are um, you know growing up in an area that they're Maybe they didn't think it was cool, but now they're learning it's cool. It's so true. And you know, another thing I was thinking that's really great about how this all started and even how it can has continued. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we didn't say the school was Rabin Gap Nakuchi School. Yeah. So okay. it is in Northeast Georgia in the Appalachian Mountains. But they later went on to interview people in Tennessee, Kentucky, yes. North Carolina, yes. that kind of thing. But it started... With people interviewing grandpa, interviewing grandpa's friend. So what I was thinking about this is they start out already having an in. It's not like this is some north, you know, northerner coming in, nosing around. Right. You know, this is George's granddaughter yes exactly <laughs> so, so they're gonna be willing to and there's a warmness walls up aren't and up share. of what's your agenda what's exactly this, how are you gonna skew this story yeah that's that's a so very I think good that point that's how it got rolling yeah and then at this point i think they have enough um history in the area that you're probably gonna have heard maybe heard of foxfire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I also came across the phrase cultural journalist Okay, in, in looking at this. Love that. I was like, I think that's what we that's are. That's what we are. So I'm going to update my LinkedIn. <clears throat> I'm a cultural You're journalist. A cultural journalist. Well, this teacher was also a, an oral historian. So okay. he knew the importance of getting these stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they at this point have over two thousand interviews That's in crazy. their archive. Yeah, and they, um, yeah, like you already said, it was a magazine, then it was books. Now they even have their own podcast. Yep, they do. Yeah, um, which is called "It Still Lives," mm-hmm. and I love the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I found I listened to bits and pieces of a few different ones. Okay, I will say, get ready to turn your volume up and kind of lean in. It's not something I could do other things because no. some of the accents and things like that, like it was kind of hard to understand. Right. So I was having to really pay attention. And when you think about, oh, this is, <clears throat> oh, this is from the sixties. Okay. Major grace given. Like, right. It's not today's podcast. So just remember like the fact that we even have the audio from these is pretty amazing and the photography that they have yeah. and yeah you just have to have grace for it's not the clearest well, sound and so why did they call it 
why did they call it Foxfire, right? So the students came up with this. this they called it Foxfire after the glow-in-the-dark fungus found in the local hills. This spark of an idea turned into a phenomenon of education and living history, exploring how our past contributes to who we are and what we become, how the past illuminates our present and inspires imagination. That's a that's real a great way to say it. That's a real interesting. I had more scientific definition yeah. that was kind of confusing. It is. I saw a lot of that too. Like if you actually Wikipedia the scientific term for foxfire, unless you... It's a bioluminescence created by some species of fungi <laughs> present in decaying wood. It's also like a swamp gas and anyway. Yeah. It does sound real weird yeah. to see with your eyes this nature wonder but yeah it's so it's just this sort of interesting bionome I guess is a good way to put it but you know the 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 magazine I wanted to make sure I was going to mention this at the end but I do want to just go ahead and make sure it's still going you can still get a subscription to Foxfire magazine for $12.95 for one year they do um issues in may and december okay because that lines up with the school year because it's still students that are highly involved so before i got too deep i wanted to make sure people know that these aren't just old volumes that we're talking about they're still continuing to come out with content and then i guess i guess the books will continue as well i guess they've so. done yeah so the first books were uh, first published in 1972 they have had multiple volumes as you mentioned since then and and again some of you listening may go, yeah, we had Foxfire books one through five on our in yeah. our house. I mean, people that seem to know this know the volumes yeah. or know at least what their collection was at home. So then I thought it was interesting that, and I'm I'm going to jump into some of the stories specifically in just a second. But I thought it was interesting that they didn't even just stop there. They've got the magazines, they've got the books. They're like, let's do a whole cultural and heritage center. I know. I'm like these Road people trip. are proud. They are touting their town. Absolutely. So they have exhibits. They have cabins depicting like Appalachian life. like. Yeah. That, you know, they have demonstrations of skills and crafts. So this is history. Weavers and blacksmith and, you know, that show you how things are done. Yes. This would be, again, not just Northeast Georgia history, although the cultural center is in Mountain City, Georgia. We'll link to it in our show notes if you have interest in actually going to visit. But this would be Kentucky, Tennessee, West Virginia, Georgia, all of those areas. North Carolina. Are, yeah, yeah, encompassed <clears throat> in in the history. So you checked out a bunch of books for us. I did. Thank you for doing that because I wanted to get my hands on the actual stories and not just, you know, <laughs> read online what it's now, about. Now, did you find – I found them – I'm just going to use the word challenging, not because there's a lot in each one. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not like you just sit down and breeze through. I mean, it has how to's and yes. Yeah. um, It would almost be like a um, sitting down with an encyclopedia or something like it's got lots of different subjects. Exactly right. I don't know how it's not a novel read. It's not it's not even short stories. No. Although there are some short stories within some of them. Yeah, it's like an encyclopedia. That's a good way to to put it. And sometimes the stories are written as the person's dialect. Yes. 
is yes. saying it. And so even that can be a little challenging Slower for me to, to read. read. Yeah. Yeah. Like apostrophes in the middle yeah. of a, a word because yeah, that's how they trying. pronounced yeah. it. Yeah. They shortened it or, <laughs> yeah, made a con- contraction out of it or something. Yeah. So I thought the stories that, that, that were in the books, though, were very simple. Yes. And so I ma- imagine this. Imagine, like we said, a lot of these were younger, even high school students interviewing, you know, a grandparent or a friend's grandparent. So imagine the response that you would get if you asked like your eldest living relative a question like, what chores did you do as a child? Or what was church or school like when you were growing up? Or who do you remember being a good cook? What did what did he or she make that you loved? Like these are really simple questions. Yeah, and that is sort of the some of the things that they the go truth. into in this. But again, these are just supposed to be conversations that they're drawing then cultural history from, from. and right. trying to learn from. But you know, I had to be honest with myself. I was like, so one props to all the students that have sat down. And done this in these 2000 conversation archives. Because you know they had some eye rolling moments that they were like, I don't want to do this. Oh, for sure. I'm not interested in this. Yeah. Because I was thinking. I'd rather be at the skate center. Anywhere. Or wherever. Anywhere. But Maybe this they don't have a skate center. <laughs> hot little apartment or yeah. this, you yeah. know. So I was thinking about our great aunt and uncle, um, Betty and Howard were their names. And they lived, of our oldest living relatives, they lived more the most the longest into my adult years yeah so although I didn't have grandparents that I was close to because I would say I really only knew one ish of our four grandparents yeah just because of the length of their life and then just like <laughs> those are different that's a different podcast yeah. but um so this was kind of our grandparent figures to me our great aunt and uncle and I didn't want to go to their house and yeah sit it wasn't in there. exciting you know, they had a very, very small home. I mean, what was it? Like maybe 800 square feet? Nine. Four rooms and a bathroom? Yeah. It was. Five rooms and a bathroom? You know. Really small. Like it was so small that I remember in their display case that was in their living room, like all the porcelain figurines would shake. Would rattle when you walked. Anytime anyone was walking, the- which mm-hmm. was pretty much anywhere. Because like. You're yeah. almost to the bathroom by the time you stand <laughs> up. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm just picturing this being the the scenario. And I just really appreciated people that went and sat and talked to, to people. All these people. To get their the stories. Or, yeah. Because I know I didn't have a grateful heart as a young person to sit and do that. No, I know this was their assignment. Many of them needed a grade probably. Yeah. But still... Um, no, that's a good point. And, you know, I was even thinking too, gosh, were there any assignments that I was given as a high school student that that could have had legs to be something? I know. That's why I was saying kudos to this teacher that got this rolling because I don't know that he knew it would become what it became. Right. But he knew it was bigger than just an English assignment. Right. It wasn't a, just a research paper to him for sure. So I don't know. I kind of put that out there for you guys to think about. Just if, and if you, if you even have the recollection of a lot of specific school projects in high school or even college years, 
anyway. And kudos to teachers that come up with these creative things. Gosh, it's so good. Well, you know, one thing we didn't mention that I thought was really cool was in the early 80s, mm-hmm. um, there was there was some interviews that had um, been done by Foxfire that really um, stood out. This character really stood out named Aunt Aerie Carpenter. I saw her name a lot in stuff I read, yes. Um, she lived from 1885 to 1978. Wow. Amazing. Um, anyway, the interviews of her became the subject of a Broadway play. Oh, cool. That starred Jessica Tandy. What? Playing this Aunt Aerie. Um, and I just thought that was so amazing. Um, and That's so she cool. was a resident of Macon County, North Carolina in the Southern Appalachian Mountains. Um, and she, you know, it was it was the interviews that these high school students did of her and um, reproducing her skills of living in the Foxfire books mm-hmm. that later became this um, character Annie Nations in the Foxfire play. The play was just called Foxfire. Foxfire. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was performed on Broadway and it also became a TV movie in 1987. So that's cool. There you go. Anyway. That's very cool. Isn't that neat? Yes. Just all that became of this. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely impacted, I think, a lot of entertainment. I saw a lot of um, impact that was given to the Heartland series on television that ran for several years that was impacted by this. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I've never watched that, but I've had people tell me they thought I would like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um can I mention a few of the like specific stories or For do you sure. have anything else you want to go into first? So, <laughs> okay. One of the ones that I read was an actual, um, Foxfire 40th anniversary book. Okay. So this is, you know, a little different than, than just than the, the volumes. volumes. Yeah. And they do, they have lots of like supplementary, I guess is what you would call them, books that are outside of the volumes. Yes, they have a, um, in addition to the regular volumes, they have the 40th, the 45th anniversary, the book of Appalachian Cookery that I mentioned kind of sparked all of this, Foxfire Christmas, Foxfire Toys and Games. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So those are the only other ones I jotted down well okay so this foxfire 40th anniversary book um again it's a little different than some of the volumes it has a large section on faith on family and the land and in the family section boy did i get a kick out of the beauty secrets Uh uh-uh so i have to share some oh my gosh please have to share some please and i will share the editor's note at the very top in all bold that they do not foxfire does not vouch for the effectiveness or worth of the following beauty secrets in fact they may have adverse effects oh my gosh due to allergies or sensitive skin they're like we we're not claiming any of these this is just what hilarious uh, mama or auntie told us worked for her. Okay, so I'll just pull out a few. In the hair section, wash your hair in ice cold beer, then rinse it for clean, shiny hair. I've always heard at the end of your shower, turn mm-hmm. the water on ice cold. Yes. And that will make your hair shiny. Oh, my roommate Christy always had me do that okay. in college. I was like, I don't want to do that. She was like adamant that it worked. And it, it made my hair, when I was wearing my hair curly, it made my hair curl so much better. Really? So it was not frizzy. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, 
Definitely if you're... But cold beer? Ice cold beer. Ice cold beer. Okay. All right. In the um, warts section. (laughs) And I will say, in general, outside of even this beauty section, I felt like warts came up a lot in this book. Okay. Um, It was in the faith faith section even about like conjuring warts and it was so warts were clearly an issue (laughs) so i'll read a couple of these because this was hilarious and i feel like my mom our mom has said the second one here okay to remove warts take a small irish potato rub it all over the wart you've got don't let nobody know about your business Mm -mm. Go out on the house and bury that potato where the water runs off on the eve of the house. When the potato rots, your warts will be gone. The potato does not have to be peeled, and even if it sprouts, the potato itself will rot. Then the warts will be gone. Now that sounds kind of crazy. It kind of sounds crazy. And I think these people had a lot of smarts. No, they did. So I hope this doesn't paint a picture that these people were all silly. But I just thought these were really funny. And you just never know where that came from. Where it came from. We did a Southern Remedy. And it's an Irish potato. So it couldn't be an Idaho. (laughs) Don't even try it with an Idaho potato. Okay. Um, We did that Southern Remedies. Yes episode gosh was that season one i think so and some some stuff came up that was just really like out there yeah. in that one so i think that was kind of what i was reminiscent of another wart remedy would be to rub the wart with a penny and give it to someone then they get the wart no is that what it says <laughs> yes. no it doesn't oh my god serious okay um let me just jump to a couple more and then we'll jump to another topic for face now, I deal with acne, so this actually, I really was, like, my interest was perked. I remember we used to make an egg mask. Uh-huh. And, you know, you'd paint it on your face and let it dry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it really did anything, but it felt good because it would make my skin real tight. Tight. I bet. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, to cure acne. Now, these are, this is just a little more straightforward and stuff that you may have even heard before. Dab rubbing alcohol on the infected area to dry out pimples. Also use compresses made from warm infusions of elderberry. Okay. Elderberry is hugely popular right now, I feel Uh like. Um, I don't know what this is. Ladies mantle. It has in parentheses. Like an herb or a. The herb that it comes from. Or thyme leaves. Okay. You can make an ointment out of the thyme leaves. You can also use the juice from the leaves and stem of watercress applied uh-huh. directly to the pimple. Also says for clear complexion, make a steam bath of peppermint leaves. Okay. That sounds that like that would be good I for so many things. I figured it would be something things. about witch hazel. Because, yeah. anyway, they use lots of things from plants and But I thought the other thing and... was that was funny is there's so much on here about getting rid of your freckles. Oh. Which... I mean, we don't really. I kind of like mine. I, I do don't too. Want mine to go away, but I but... bet they worked outside so much mm-hmm. that they were probably just covered in sun, sunspots sunburns, and... sunspots, yeah. freckles. So funny. So for freckles, put sap from a grapevine on them. Okay. Okay. The last one I'll mention is for odor. <laughs> this is odor on your hands from handling fish or onions. Oh my. Okay. Do so tell. you may not handle a lot of fish, but, but I guarantee I... you you're handling onions. Wash them in apple cider vinegar. Okay. And I'm like, but then you just smell like apple vinegar. cider vinegar. <laughs> 
anyway, those are just silly. That's hilarious. Um, well, things, I had but. jotted down, okay, of the um of the 12 main volumes, mm-hmm. what some of the subject matter were. Oh, good. Yeah. Of each one. So, like I said, when you grab a hold of one of these books, it's not like you just read straight through. It's right. pretty big. It's covered lots of um, territory. But, like, the volume one included a diverse array of craft and practical skills, including log cabin building. Okay. Hog dressing. What? <laughs> Basket making, fence making, crop planting, hunting, moonshining, as well as a look at the history of local traditions like snake lore and faith healing. Yes, there was a lot of faith healing chapters in mine. Because these were people of strong faith. Like, strong faith. Very, very prominent part of their life. And not a ton of money for doctors and stuff. True. So then there again, your faith. Yeah played a big role yes that was kind of yes know, all you had too um volume two included ghost stories wagon making mid mid wifing midwifing yeah corn shucking um spinning and weaving volume three animal care banjos and dulcimers wild plant foods butter churns etc Um, is this fun for me to keep going? It's just things like that. Um, I wanted to get my hands on volume seven. Why? What's it in that? (laughs) Mountain religious heritage, including revivals, baptisms, gospel singing, faith healing, camp meetings, snake handling, and more. Okay, there's a, if you are, if that's like (laughs) a, if that's a primary interest for anybody listening, there's a ton of that in the Foxfire 40th anniversary book. There is. There's a huge section, because it's actually called faith family in the land that's like the subtitle of the 40th anniversary so i yes i read lots on there i just think that would be an interesting one yes um so good i could go on and on but it's just this this gives you an example of the kinds of things that you might find in one of in just even one volume you know it would be awesome just for today's generation is if they actually had youtube videos (gasps) of this especially the how-to things because i mean who's not looking to youtube on how to do something when you don't know how to do something at home especially like cooking or home related things well maybe we even get that message to foxfire because they here's our feedback here's our feedback you need a youtube channel (laughs) and it's gonna blow up it's true really well i thought it was interesting when i read about the how the southern appalachian people viewed home okay Because, like, to many people in this area, even, or especially in this country, home would be a house or the home that you were raised in. Uh Like, the the structure that you were raised in, whether that be an apartment or a townhome or whatever. But for Southern Appalachians, home was the land and the mountains. That was home. Like, if you said, if if they were asked about home, they're talking about the land. That's interesting, because I think that that is also something you might hear in the Scotch-Irish, too. Yes. You know how you'll hear them, especially, you know, if they're from the Highlands or something. They yeah. consider the land yeah. their home, too. That's good. Yeah. And that would that makes sense yeah. for the area that we're talking about. So as generations of family members worked these farms, land ceased to be simply like a place to live and work. And it became their heritage 
and they got real smart about, or not even smart, they got real vested yeah. in wanting to preserve it and pass it down to the next generation. So I just thought it was interesting because you and I were talking about land the other day, yep. people selling off land. Yeah, we sure were. Land and families. Um, that, That's been there for generations. Yeah. And then the young ones are like, I'd rather have the money. So there was this quote by Furman RV, one of the interviewees in this Foxfire series. And he said, once the money's gone, it's all gone. And what is there? This is, see, this is kind of where it's hard to read because the English is a little off. Once the money's gone, it's all gone. And what is there left? Money just isn't worth anything. But if you've got the land, you can make it. Wow. So I just thought that was really interesting juxtaposition. There's so much in this, whether you're talking about, you know, raising kids or faith or this um, view of land that is very different than how we proceed today. And that doesn't necessarily mean all of what they used to do is right. And now right. we've got it all wrong. But it's it feels like it's continuing to get more and more opposite. Yeah. And it's their worldview, too. Yeah. I mean, it shapes kind of everything. I think yeah. about even in Gone with the Wind, that part played that um, ownership of the land was a big part of the story. Yeah. It kind of starts there. Yeah. Um, with that conversation with her dad. But <clears throat> excuse me. It also makes you understand better in our episode we did on the TVA. Yes. You know, the woman that would not yes. give up her land. Yes. It's like, you're going to flood it out and I'll die here. Yes. Because this is my land. Yes. Um, it makes you have a better understanding of why they would be like that. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, I just thought that was worth That is so interesting. Too. All of the content I read, though, was very interesting but like we said at the beginning it's almost like you'll find it more interesting if it's if you just go to certain topics that are relevant or what you're interested in at that moment rather than trying to read all the way through yeah because there was things in there I mean I'll never do right or, yeah I mean never even have the equipment to do right so I'm skipping that section <laughs> right. but yeah. yeah if you want to know I love your idea of a YouTube channel though yeah Cause and maybe they do I didn't I would love the smarts of some of these people mm -hmm. when I'm doing something in my garden or if I'm doing, you know, needing some kind of a home remedy. Yeah. I want to know yeah. what they say. Yeah. So good. Especially when you don't have grandparents around to ask. I know. You I know? know? So there's so many of us that we just didn't get enough time with an older generation, generation in, our, to, in our family. Yeah. So. To we, learn that stuff. We're leaning on others. And maybe that's why I just love things like this. I yeah. love what they're doing Yeah, at Foxfire. Kudos to them. Yeah. So you can connect with them at foxfire.org. We will put links to these books in the show notes. As I mentioned earlier, the magazine subscription is still available. You can, you can go that. visit their museum and yes. cultural center there. They've got an active Instagram page, foxfire.org, that we'll link to and They've even got a hashtag to follow, hashtag hike through history. That would get you plugged into very active posts of what they're doing and yeah. what others are doing yeah. that, that are aware of this community. So, so fun. Good topic, sis. I'm ready to hike through history. Let's more. do it. Let's do it. All right. Peace be with you. And also with y'all.